0: Hello, and welcome to Global Data Themes Instant Insights. At Global Data, we define a theme as something that keeps a CEO awake at night, as businesses that invest in important themes will succeed, and those that don't will fail. Hello, and welcome to Instant Insights. Today, I'll be talking to Rapantagua from Thematic Intelligence, following his latest report on video streaming. You can also listen to Rapanta talk about the video streaming market at his webinar on Thursday, the 27th of July. So sign up now, following the link in the description to listen live or to be sent the recording. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rapanta. How are you?
1: I'm very well, Emma. Thank you. Uh, Good to be back here on your platform again.
0: Oh, it's great having you. So, Rapanta, video streaming. What What is video streaming and, and why do we consider it a disruptive theme?
1: Well, uh, video streaming, or if we call it simply as the internet TV, this refers to video content which is streamed over the internet to a television or a connected device. Now, this theme has radically blurred the dividing lines that existed in the traditional film and TV value chain. So earlier, every major player operated in one of the four va- segments that include content creation, content aggregation, distribution, and device. Each company was assured of a fair share of the industry's profit. However, under the video streaming era, one company can operate across and even dominate the industry value chain. In terms of the consumer benefit, video streaming offers convenience. Streaming platforms give users the flexibility of a monthly subscription or sometimes even free access allow them to select the content they want to watch and enable them to consume it anywhere at any time. And interestingly on any connected device of their choice, this is what makes video streaming a very disruptive theme that impacts the traditional film and TV companies.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, when, when, uh, I think about video streaming, that's what is so attractive about it, the convenience. I think we're all just so spoiled for choice. Um, mm. But streaming services peaked, I think, in, you know, 2020, 2021. Why, why do you think it's slowed down since then?
1: Yeah, so the video streaming industry enjoyed strong growth during the pandemic, but mm. uh, it has since entered choppier waters. And this is due to a post-pandemic shift in viewing habits because the release time of a particular, say, film on a in, in a cinema and a streaming platform has significantly reduced the second factor could be rising inflation in several markets so because of tough financial conditions people have started to unsubscribe and then there is the third factor which is called subscription fatigue subscription fatigue refers to where consumers feel overwhelmed by the number of subscription services they manage So these three factors are very important and they have played out in the post-pandemic time which has slowed down growth for video streaming uh, platforms particularly the subscription-based video streaming platforms
0: Mm. yeah i mean the market is so saturated now like i remember when netflix was one of the only real players that we thought of and now you know there's like 10 different platforms that all provide different programs it's so hard to know which ones to go for?
1: There has been an intense competition between streaming companies and the market has been saturated, as you said. So this has led to the slowdown in subscriber growth. But Mm. uh, yeah, the companies are making efforts. They're doubling down on their global strategies. They're expanding their subscription bases in uh, previously untapped markets. And some are also trying out with uh, hybrid revenue models that is offering lower uh, subscription prices or ad supported subscription tiers. So efforts are being made to make up for the slowdown and even revive from there.
0: Mm. Mm. And who would you say those leading players are?
1: Well, the market has a lot of big names there. So Amazon, Alphabet, Alibaba, Apple, Baidu, Comcast, Disney, Netflix, uh, Tencent, Warner Brothers, you name them, and they are among the biggest video streaming companies. Although the interesting fact is many of them run loss makings subscription video on-demand divisions, and their success is no longer guaranteed. They are the biggest player, but players, but they are, it's difficult to call them winners at this point in time. They are all under pressure to reduce content spend, retain consumers and increase profitability. So big companies, uh, for example, Disney has marginally reduced its annual spending on content in an attempt to make Disney Plus profitable by 2024.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I I didn't know that at all, that they were uh, all operating in a loss.
1: So if you look at the tech companies like uh, the giants with deep pockets like uh, Apple and Amazon, they are likely to be making losses on their uh, SVOD divisions, but they may be happy to tolerate that in order to support their broader ecosystems. The pressure that their oversized content budget is putting on is... Being felt by the traditional TV broadcasters and the peer-peer video streamers like Netflix, so the industry players currently are under pressure from multiple fronts, be it the investors, be it peers, as well as consumers.
0: Mm, for sure, and and even more recently, um, the the sort of disruptive threat of of AI. How do you think they should be responding to that?
1: The AI is already uh, used in video streaming for several functions, including content production, marketing, uh, metadata mining, video delivery, and consumer analysis. Uh, It's quite known that AI helps video streaming providers analyze user behavior, curate content, and personalize experiences. But AI is increasingly being used in several other functions as well. So we talk about content moderation, which prevents harmful content and the spread of misinformation. It is also being used for content recommendation that is for personalized suggestions and also for content aware encoding which essentially means minimizing the bandwidth usage when delivering a content to the user and there are many more uh, use cases of ai in, in video streaming now the theme of the year is generative ai which can also benefit the video streaming industry so film and tv studios can use generative ai to automate specific uh, video production processes for example Generative AI can expedite post-production editing tasks using new interfaces to adjust and enhance scene elements like lighting and color. It can also analyze video and audio content to understand and recommend other content based on the user's preferences. So this will drive more personal experiences on video streaming platforms in the future. As it matures, AI will sit at the heart of the video streaming sector's pursuit of cons- consumer retention, monetization, and operational optimization. So no video streaming company can risk to ignore AI or using AI in, in their uh, operations.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, using AI is, is, is not really a new phenomenon in this space, but yeah, that's really nice to get those... Generative AI um, applications, which are perhaps a
1: little bit um, newer.
0: Amazing. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much, Rapanta.
1: Great. Thank you, Emma. Nice talking to you.
0: Thanks for listening. And from us in Thematic Intelligence, see you next time.